We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's going on? Hey, Chef, how are you doing? Uh, doing okay. Uh, you know, been a, been a rough day today, but made it through it, and... Now just doing the podcast, talking some wrestling. Uh, going to be going over some Monday Night Raw and NXT. Um, so what? Uh, what did you? What did you think about Monday Night Raw? What were you, what were your likes? What were your dislikes? Scott, thanks for watching. Um, 
we were talking about all this time that Keith Lee has been out and uh, he comes back after I don't know how many months or whatever it was that he's been out and I mean January was the last time we saw him so it's been about six months yeah and you basically put him in a squash match against uh, against Bobby Lashley now Keith, Keith Lee is a little bit better than wrestling a three-minute match or four-minute match or however long it went. And like I said, I, it's been so long since we've seen him, I didn't recognize his music, and I really didn't know it was him until he came out. And I kind of got a little, yeah, okay, you know, cool, it's Keith Lee, this is going to be a good match. And then, you know, that was it. One of those. Ricochet and Morrison have had a couple of good programs, and you know why? Why not keep it going in the six man? Because we know that there's we know there's history between. came to the ring I thought he looked he looked okay I mean he didn't look uh he didn't look oh like you said he didn't look over over powerful and he you know I'm looking at the I'm looking at the picture here where little nug posted Bobby Lashley turns down Goldberg's challenge right and I mean in a way I think that's if, if there's any truth to that, then in a way, I think that's a good idea. 
worse. And I mean, I'm trying to think of another time that it happened, but it, it's, you know, Goldberg comes out, or just say somebody challenges somebody and they say, you're not worthy. And what happens? The next week, that person comes out and there's a little bit of confrontation. Then the next week, something comes out where maybe Goldberg is going to get the upper hand on Lashley and then quote-unquote embarrass Lashley. Right. And then Lashley will pay with the microphone and say, you want me at SummerSlam, you got me. It's going to lead to something like that. Right. You know, Goldberg will throw a couple spears at him or something. He'll hit him with it. And then lastly, he'll just, you know. Yeah, I can um, I can see possibly something like that. Because that's what he did with Brock Lesnar. And uh, they ended up they ended up having a, a couple of matches. So, uh, I mean, it was it was okay to see Goldberg again because I'm you know one of the old school wrestlers. I like to see some of the old school guys make appearances once in a while, but not in the ring to get in a match. I mean, you know, if you wanted to come out and you know do some special commentating at the table or something, you know that that's cool. But, but that's not the contract he signed. I know. WWE when when Vince wanted to bring him back three years ago. You know, yep. Go for the term. what they that's what they're believing so but getting back to the AJ Styles match I thought it was pretty funny when Riddle took the water gun and hit Omus with it and or squirted Omus with it and he turns around and Miz looks like he's gonna shit himself I thought uh, I thought that that was pretty funny one of the matches I enjoyed was uh Jameis and Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, it was actually a better match than I thought it was going to be. I thought maybe it was going to be another quick squash match. But right. No, it was actually, it was okay. Yep. Uh, Carrillo definitely uh, had the upper hand there a couple times in the match. And, you know, well, obviously Sheamus is Sheamus, so you basically knew he was going to get the win. Because they're not, uh, they're not ready for him to lose that, that title yet, so. But yeah, I mean, I thought that match was better than I expected it to be. So I was just, uh, I was just glad that Korea was able to, you know, actually get a match in before he got attacked in the locker or backstage like he did last time. Right, right. What did you think of the Symphony of Destruction match? Oh my God, that was amazing. I, I love that match. I, I that, that thing had my attention from beginning to end. Are you seriously saying that, or are you being sarcastic? No, I'm I'm seriously saying that. I'm get I'm getting to like Jackson Riker more and more every week. When it started, when they announced it, I was like, oh my god, not again! Because last time with Jeff Hardy, you know, you kicked you kicked into the speaker and you get a lecture. It's just I was like, what are they gonna do this time? Yep. But then when Elias went to town on him with the cello. 
and just it was you know definitely a lot better than I originally expected it to be. Yep, Jerry, thanks for tuning in. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And then the ending was was amazing. Even uh, the commentators are like, "Come on, man, just end this match." And I'm getting to like Jackson Riker more and more every week. It looks like they're uh, well, I can't say it looks like they're ready to do something with him because he's only been battling Elias. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get in the ring with a, with somebody else other than Elias and see how well he does. Absolutely. But I mean, maybe this is maybe that program with Elias is going to ended from last night's match, and they'll move him on to something else. So, yeah. I think because, um, I don't remember where I read it, where I saw it, or if I heard heard it. Um, but there's a very, very good possibility that Elias may be getting a, a slight rebrand. Yeah. Um, I think that that they have, you know, may have ended it. Yep. Uh, Ralph Ralph Diorio writes, "Did Goldberg come back?" Yeah, Ralph, he showed up last night on uh, Monday Night Raw and challenged Bobby Lashley for the championship. Um, and that supposedly that match is going to take off at SummerSlam. But um, what, did you th- what did you think of uh, the women's tag match? I thought it was interesting at the end. Right. Jack's headbutting Reginald, and then Reginald won his first title in WWE by getting Tazawa to become the 24 7 champion. And that was so stupid, too, because the guys that were chasing Tazawa were just falling over nothing. Right. I mean, it was, hey, Tony, thanks for tuning in. Um, They just, it was just so stupid. I mean, you get up and you're like tripping over the mat. Come on, you can see it. That they're tripping over nothing. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe congratulations to Reginald on winning his first championship. And I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, Nia Jax, maybe she's, maybe she's waking up. I mean, she's going to have to see if Nia Jax and uh, Shayna regroup as a formidable yep. tag team. There's no distraction. Right. Yep, Ralph said, what do you think of Goldberg? Thanks for tuning in, Billy. Uh, well, he's 54 years old. I I don't think uh, title matches should be in his future. Like Greg and I have discussed on the show a couple times already, when we saw him against Drew McIntyre, his skills have deteriorated so bad. And, you know, he's got nothing to prove. The Hall of Famer. He's one of the one of you know. I'm not saying he is the, but he's one of the most recognizable wrestlers and one of the most recognizable names in the business, not just in WWE, in the business. And I, I mean, and like Greg said, you know, WWE signed him to a three-year contract. I guess it's a couple of appearances and a couple of matches a year. So I think this might be actually the one where. I mean, if you remember, the original contract started when they were going to Saudi Arabia. Yep. And he always was in the main event at the Saudi Arabia shows. Well, 
pandemic last year, you know, you couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. And as far as I know, they don't have any plans to go to a major tour in Saudi Arabia or big show in Saudi Arabia this year. Right. So you got to fulfill his contract some way, somehow. Yep. And by putting him in the ring with Bobby Lashley, that's probably what they got ready for him right now. Well, what was your take on the Drew McIntyre shaky situation with uh, Jinder Mahal and everything? He wore him out with that chair. He destroyed that poor man. Yeah. Even McFoley posted something um, that he felt bad because he's never even taken chair shots like that. Right. From a man who's Drew McIntyre. It's just like, wow. And And if anybody's taking chair shots, it's McFoley. Yeah, because they showed a picture of his upper back, and you can see all the scratches and welts and everything else on it. And... You know, his ass was hurting today. Oh, hell yeah. But uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think WWE writers and creative are going to turn this feud with Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre into something? Or... Oh, yeah, absolutely. 200%. And I think it'll be a good program between the two yeah. of them. Definitely uh, a main a main card, not um, um, not pre-show match, but definitely a main oh. card material. Definitely, he, he's definitely elevated up as to where he's she should be on every pay per view. Not in a pre not a pre-show match. Yeah. So it was definitely uh. A thing where, I mean, you could see the chair just bend all the hell. So, and now we'll get... They had to go get a second one to finish them off. Yeah. And now we'll get to the interesting part that I wasn't, that I talked to you about earlier on, uh, unless there's a match I missed right now. But, um... Well, I don't know where we're going to next, so I don't know if you missed Charlotte Rhea Ripley. Uh, well, yeah, the other, the other thing that I was going to mention um, that I thought was a waste of time and it's something that people fear anytime somebody comes up from NXT to the main roster, why people like Ciampa aren't interested in going to the main roster is what they did with Karrion Cross on Raw. Um, don't get it, don't understand it. Right. Uh, but like when we talked before, yeah, I mean, Paige's entrance, it was the same music, but the smoke was gone. Scarlet wasn't there with them. And then you know, it came out, and then Jeff Party came out. Um, the whole allure of his character is his opponents in the ring. And Paige area goes dark. His music starts, the spotlight comes on with the smoke and everything, and then he comes out. Scarlet come out, she then is mouthing the words to the song as she walks to the ring, and then just before it picks up, the lights go on, he's there in the ring with this fierce look on his face. Right. And that's the carrying cross that, that's dominating NXT right now. And they made him look so weak. 
It's like, you know, you've got a guy that's ripping through NXT. We'll, and we'll definitely get to NXT after Nuggies News later on. But um, there's a guy that's ripping through everybody in NXT. And then you bring him in on his debut on Monday Night Raw to lose to Jeff Hardy. I mean, now don't get me wrong. Jeff Hardy's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Definitely. Um, but Jeff Hardy, it's... I don't I like yes. I don't know the understanding behind it either. And, and, it, and it was a and it was a cheap victory. Yep. I mean, he put the pin him and he put his legs on the second row to keep that I don't know what the hell that does, why that prevents somebody from kicking out anyway. So really I never understood that. Right. Um but you know, I just didn't get that whole match, that whole setup and the way everything went down. Right. And then we get to Charlotte and Rhea. Why build up a match between Charlotte and Rhea and have Charlotte win the title for the 11th time and then take it off for the next day? I, so she can win it the 12th time eventually. Yeah, unless... Because in order to win it again, you got to lose it. Right. And uh, unless they're going to have something going... Cause I don't, I mean, do you see Nikki Cross being champion into SummerSlam? Possibly. I mean, I know I, that I, I, since they rebranded her. So, I mean, it depends on that. And, you know, like you said, the draft now isn't until, what, October now? Nothing's been officially said. Oh. So everybody, I mean, you, you assume there's a draft. Yep. Um, we, they've done one every year for a while. Last year's draft was in October, so they're thinking this year's draft will be basically the season premieres in October for Raw and SmackDown. It's just a matter of do they do Raw and SmackDown in the same week, or do they do SmackDown on Friday and then Raw on the following Monday? Right. Now, we know that Naomi was sent over to SmackDown. Yes. Was anybody sent to Raw? Marie and Dewdrop. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Because I know they, they switched with... Trade it wasn't a one-for-one trade. Um, no, speculation was they're making room on the roster for Becky Lynch to come back. Yep. Um, but now they're they're just taking and taking and taking from Raw and adding and adding and adding to SmackDown. Yep. He came right out and said, Roman Reigns is an asshole. And the look on Roman's face when he came out was, Roman was like, oh, you know, it, to me it looked like he was saying to Cena, you know, in his facial expression, who the hell are you to interrupt me? Right. And, you know, you got to realize that John Cena is John Cena. And he's nobody to... To mess with, so I'm definitely looking forward 
to seeing that match at SummerSlam? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing their their confrontation this week on SmackDown. Yep. They, they've, uh, I don't know if you saw it. I, I don't have it, but they released the Summer of Cena schedule for now through SummerSlam. Um, and he's not at Raw and SmackDown every week, uh, but he is doing more than just a Raw and a SmackDown. He'll be at Super Shows, um, main, you know, live events on the weekends and stuff they're having yeah. between Fall and SummerSlam. So it's, he's getting in some work for the month. Yep. Now, do you think in order for WWE to build this up for SummerSlam, something might be going on with Roman and the Usos or something, and you're on a TV match for SmackDown, and you see Rome and you see Cena run in to make the save or something? No. No. Okay. I mean, I would love to see a six-man match um, with. Roman and the Usos against Edge, John Cena, and um, I don't know, a, a returning Daniel Bryan. I mean, that would that would be. Sweet. We know Daniel Bryan is not not around right now and is not in the picture at this time. But that that would have been that would be something if that ever happened because that would be a hell of a match. So. Uh, back to the Rio, the uh, Rio <laughs> match. Right. Match itself, I mean, it was a good match. Um, it was nowhere near as hyped as the one of Money in the Bank. Uh, oh. That show did her little promo where she had said that uh, uh, the crowd started cheering for Becky and that she was home breastfeeding. Right. And, uh, Becky Lynch tweeted out shortly thereafter, oh, I'm home breastfeeding, but still more over than any other woman in the division. Oh, and then took another shot at her later. And so, you know she's paying attention. Yep. And you know and you know they're going to have a face-to-face eventually. Yeah. And I, I read a lot of things and seen a lot of people's reactions, whether it be on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, or whatever, um, that they are severely and seriously disappointed that Becky Lynch did make her return. Um, and I, I said, and I, I said this to you, that I, I don't, I never saw her making her return on the same show as others. Right. Because she deserves her own shiny moment. Yep. Give me the Keith Lee, the Goldberg, the Carrying Cross, whatever else you want to give me, that's fine. Yep. But don't give me Becky Lynch as well. Right. Uh, wait till next Monday or even the Monday after that. I, I want, not that, I, not that anybody's ever going to forget about Becky Lynch, but I don't want them to expect it. Right. And a couple of websites are reporting that she is in phenomenal shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yep. So, I mean, do you, do you see, uh, 
them doing with Becky, what to do with John Cena, have an appearance on Raw, then have an appearance on SmackDown, and no, no, no I don't think so. Do you think whatever show she makes an appearance on, that's the show she's going to be on? I think she's going to be on Raw. I think USA Network will shit their pants if Becky. Oh yeah. Because then Fox will be like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. Yep. Roman, Cena, Becky Lynch, Edge, I mean, come on. I mean, got to give money to Raw something. Right. Other than than Eva Marie and Dujak. Right. And they're, they they weren't astonishing from the start, so. But, uh. All right, everyone, this is the favorite time of my, this is my favorite part of the show. We're hoping it's everybody else's. Hope we all tune in to Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, sure, thanks. Um, we're talking about terms. And I have a list here of the 10 best WWE terms since the year 2000. So it's not of all time, but it's the last 21 years, we'll call it. Right. Um, and on a scale of 1 to 10, if you can remember, I mean, I know it's tough for you to remember stuff from Sunday, let alone the year 2000. Right. But if you can remember being a memorable moment, yep. scale of 1 to 10, as to how you agree. Okay. Uh, and I only say that because the first one that they have on the list Cold Steve Austin at Backlash in the year 2000. I don't remember it. <laughs> I think that I think that's when he came out and saved WWE from ECW takeover. I'll give it a I'll give it a seven and a half only because it's Stone Cold. Washington, D.C. erupted for the Texas Rattlesnake as he aided The Rock in defeating Triple H to become the WWE champion. Oh, okay. I'll give it a seven and a half. All right. Number nine, John Cena at Money in the Bank 2021. Nine and a half. Maybe I should have looked at this list beforehand. <laughs> um, Ric Flair, Monday Night Raw, November 19, 2001. He had not been seen in the WWE ring since 1993. Oh, that's probably when he came out and became the consortium and him and Vince McMahon were partners. Um, Revealed himself to be the co-owner of WWE yep. after purchasing Stephanie and Shane McMahon's stock options yeah. as part of the invasion. Yeah, that was the one. Now, I'll give that a six. Monday Night Raw, April 2nd, 2012. Yeah, I think that's when he went at it with Triple H when they had the problem with uh, contracts and everything. Um, um, it said just 24 hours after his third WrestleMania, which The Rock, which he lost to The Rock in a match up once in a while that John Cena took to the Spurred Circle to address his fans. That's when Brock Lesnar came out. Oh, okay. That's when Brock Lesnar came out and gave him the F5s, a couple of F5s. And... Yeah. Um, 
destroyed him. Yeah, I'm going to give that a seven and a half as well. Undertaker, Judgment Day 2000. Nine. Anything like the Undertaker. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart, Monday Night Raw, January 4th, 2010. After the Montreal screw job of 1997. Eight. Number four, Ed, Royal Rumble 2020. Ten. John Cena, Royal Rumble 2008. Madison Square Garden. Yep, he was no, he was the number 30 entrant. Uh, I'll give that a nine because that was the one where we had talked about. Oh my God, he heals so quick from injuries. Yeah. Yep. Triple H, Monday Night Raw, January seventh, two thousand and two. Eight and a half. And the number one on the list.
Agree. Tom Cena. Agree. Bobby Lashley. Disagree. Yep. Next one, I, I, this is the only one that I 200% disagree with. Okay. That's Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Disagree, but uh, definitely. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance that in three years, especially the way he's going now. Yep. Nah. He might still be champion in three years. Definitely see that one. The Usos versus the Alpha Academy. All right. I like this one. This is what I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Yep, that would be that would be a good match. That might be Damian Priest's first title in WWE. Yep. Number nine, don't know how they would get there, but Rhea Ripley and Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, I don't know how they'd get there either unless, you know, I mean, Alexa, oh, uh, Tony, as soon as I give you this comment and Greg's done, let us know what you mean by show stealer, uh, which match. Um yeah, the Alexa Bliss Rhea Ripley thing. I mean, unless they make something really creepy and spooky about it because of the way Alexa, I mean, uh, Rhea comes out to the ring all black, eyeshadow and everything. And that's, that's also, to me, only assuming that Charlotte's now going to feud with Nikki Ash. Right. They have rated Alexa Bliss. And then the last one they list, which is the number 10, you would think the last one on the list would be the one that may be the most exciting, but it's Italian Tamina versus Shotzi and Knox. Okay. I mean, huh? 
Yeah, well, there's no, there's no other women's tag teams. I have a feeling. I mean, I have if, a, if, if you're not going to do X and Baszler together as a huge tag team, yep. then let them go their separate ways and be singles competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a rekindling of Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. I mean, that was, you know, a nice feud in NXT. Yep. Um, I mean, that was the feud that brought Shayna to the main roster. Right. And last night, we'll, we'll get into it. This will be a perfect lead into it. Um, as we, we've mentioned by now, Mandy Rose has been traded to NXT. Yep. Um, and why? Nobody knows. Yesterday she came out in some sexy leather black outfit and laid down on the announcer's table to watch a match for a few minutes and then disappear. Um, so, five things as to why Mandy Rose could be in NXT. Number five, to prove herself as a singles wrestler. Um, most of her time, I mean, she was fired and desired Sony to build, then had a little singles thing, but still had Otis in her corner, and then she was with Dana Brooke. So maybe this is now her time to go in NXT and shine as a singles competitor. Yep. Number four, enter Gigi Dolan. No, yeah, wow. exactly. That. Girl, yeah, she, she's great in the ring and taking drop kicks through the middle rope. Right. Other than that, I didn't see anything, and I don't see Mandy Rose as being that good in the ring to mentor anyone. Right. Um, number three. This is Dakota Kai to turn on the Kel Gonzalez. Okay. Number two becomes the female authority figure in NXT and runs the women's division. And then the other one is um, is um, oh my god, uh, what the hell is her name? I just I hit a race on here. Um, what the fuck? Hi, Belfry. What the? Oh, um, Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. Become a tag team. All right. That that was one of the ones. That was probably one of the three on that list that I don't see happening. Because I think they're exactly. going to give Frankie Monet a singles push. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean. Oh, actually, the only two. I could see is a the first one that was on the list being you know sharpen up her singles skills. Yep. Or the fourth one on the list and her third one on the list being an authority figure. Right. I don't I don't see her mentoring Gigi Dolan. Right. Um, I don't see her talking. I what's her name? Into t- turning against. Uh... Raquel Gonzalez. And I don't see her forming a tag team with Frankie Monet. No. Frankie Monet doesn't need a tag team partner. Right. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Tony, what do you, what match were you talking about as a show stealer? And uh, while he's bringing that up, uh, we'll go over some NXT. Uh, Greg, uh, you can uh, take the take the lead on this with the NXT because I started watching some of it, and then the feed that I was watching it on completely cut out and froze, and I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. But I did see the Kushida match. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that match. I, I mean, I thought, I mean, did you see up until that? I mean, did you see the opening segment with Samoa Joe in the ring? Yes, I saw that. Yep. I did see that. I I saw where I saw where Karrion Cross came out and William Regal was laid out out back. That was the end. Yeah, I saw that. I also saw. Um, so then, what would the feed just something in the middle somewhere or something? Or yeah. Did you see, oh, Priest and Sheamus. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I think yeah. that would be. I don't think about a women's triple threat now. Well, I, that's one thing that I did see that at SummerSlam maybe it would be Rhea, um, Charlotte, and Becky. I don't know if he's. I think I've ever seen Kushida wrestle without his jeans and jacket on. Yep. Um, 
for what I think will be the eventual push to NXT title. Right, and she is a great talent. She, she, I mean, when I first saw her, I thought, I mean, I'd never seen her wrestle um, as Taya Valkyrie or as any other right. you know, persona. Um, so I just saw this lady with big hair and a little dog and a big fluffy jacket walking around like she was the shit that don't stink. Right. She, she is good in the ring. She is. Yes, she is. Um, did you see the Kyle O'Reilly Awesome Theory match? Yes, I did. Okay, that was a good match. That was a real good match. Yeah. And I'm surprised, too, because I'm not sold on uh, Greg, like how I got an unadvertised. Okay. Um, I, and I'm really not sold on Austin Theory. But that was an enjoyable match. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see towards the end, I don't know, maybe it was in the second half of the show, where the four of the people from the way were in the back and Candice were talking. No, I didn't see that. They had a little segment where she was talking about this, about that. How they've got to get back, to, you know, get back to what was, because now, you know, they, they were no tag team champions and Johnny, you know, lost to Karrion Cross. Um, and uh, then out of nowhere, um, and he goes, wait, you know, starts saying this and that, that and this, and says, and talking about Austin, said, if, if he wants to kiss um, Dexter Loomis, he should be allowed to, and nobody should stop him. And Austin Theory is kind of sitting there, and he had his jacket on a hanger, and he had his suitcase, and he had this disappointed look, and then he was standing right next to Johnny Gargano, while the three of them are kind of arguing and bickering back and forth and put his hand up for the no-look high-five. Nothing happened, and he kind of just nodded and walked away. So I don't know if that's the beginning of the dismantling of the way, and he's going to start doing things on his own. Um, But I, I could get into a possible... So Austin Theory, Johnny Gargano matched down the road. Okay. That will probably so, happen. So you didn't see the Legato Del Pasma with the Mariachi guys? The only thing I saw was when he got hit with the guitar. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I first saw the advertisement for this segment before it went to commercial. Yep. I, I almost was tempted to delete the recording setting um, <laughs> on my DVR for NXT. Okay. Because just last week, when I was saying this whole thing with Cameron Grimes and being the butler thing was stupid, I'm like, now they're going to do a, a mariachi band celebration. And I was, I really was. And then when it came out, Mariachi guys were in the ring with their guitars, just like mariachis with masks. I'm thinking, okay, which two characters are that going to be that are going to jump them? But he just told them to leave, and then they just had a you know a confrontation with Hit Row, which then turned into a physical confrontation. Right. Um, overall, once it got started, I think it was a very, very, very well done. 
um, segment in the ring. Okay. Yeah, like I said, the only part about that I saw was when he got hit with the guitar. Breakout tournament, which had a saw that. That's a big uh, guy. A, a slender Mark Henry-looking guy, right? Um, against I don't know somebody that reminded me of. Uh, his mind just jumped out of my head. Um, the little guy that helped Carmelo win. James Ellsworth. guys look like to me um and it was a waste of time the match wasn't that good um i don't think either one of these guys has a shot at how it being a breakout star of any organization forget nxk although that first guy that they had on i was pretty impressed with last week the guy yeah the guy that was like six six something 275 yes yeah Next week, Josh Briggs coming. Okay, who's Josh Briggs? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then there was the LA Knight versus Drake Maverick match. Oh, sorry. Uh, didn't see the beginning part of the show with Jimmy Grimes trying to carry the suitcases. Oh, yep. Okay. Well, this was just as stupid as that, if not even more dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, for a moment or two, because Ellen and I kept just beating on Drake Maverick. Um, and after the match was over, Ellen and I, who actually lost to Drake Maverick, Ellen and I was beating down Drake Maverick, and Cameron Grimes came in and pulled him off. And he got Cameron Grimes' face, you know, you got to do what I say. Now it's your turn to punch him. Oh, okay. Cameron Grimes did want to, and then finally, Cameron Grimes clocked him. Oh, okay. Well, I found out who Josh Briggs is. He's from the New England area. He wrestled Wrecking Ball in NEW. Okay. All right. Um, I would have been more excited if Tommy Wrecking Ball was in the breakout tournament. Definitely. Um, Yep. Um, And then they had the, the, you know, main event of the show. Um, I saw that. Um, mo- I saw that movie. You told me about. Yeah. Ouch. He, the, the match just. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, the overall match was just not not good. Yep. Um. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Zeely had no reason getting a shot at the title. Um, she's not that good. And Raquel Gonzalez, I mean, I don't know. I just, that's all I can say about her right now. Is right. I, don't, I don't know. And I, I think, mean, and she I... did have a good campaign with Rhea Ripley. Yep. That's what he was able to capitalize on and become a champion. Yep. And I think the reason Raquel Gonzalez is looking so strong is there's no competition for her. Other, That's the problem. Other, That's than, exactly what I was say. other than Ember Moon. 
I mean, are, are they going to do anything? And Tony Storm's coming to SmackDown, so I mean, you got Frankie Monet and Ember Moon. That's it. separately and Raquel Gonzalez goes, yeah, she said, there's, there's something there between the two of us. Interesting note on Braun Strowman. Actually, an interesting note on Daniel Bryan that I forgot to mention because I didn't remember. Braun Strowman's merchandise is back for sale on WWE.com shop. WWE It's not for sale? It is back oh, for sale. It is back for sale. Does that mean that there's a because Samoa Joe's um merchandise was put back on sale. Alina Vegas stuff was put back on sale. Even Marie's stuff was put back on sale. Before they actually reappeared, right? This mean that there was something done um, with Braun Strowman that he may be back in WWE. That would be interesting. And on the flip side, there is no more Daniel Bryan merchandise anywhere on WWE Shop.com. Because Spike will select um, Russell Sapp or something like that, um, who's actually, I, I kind of started buying a lot of things and 
a lot of the surprises and things that you know we thought were gonna or that he said were gonna happen have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually said that uh, Bauer was expected to be seen on SmackDown. Uh, expect to see him possibly in a feud with Sami Zayn. Yep. So he is very strongly convinced that tonight on AEW they have a Fighter Fest Night 2. Fighter spelled F-Y-T-E-R. And they're alluding to a huge surprise announcement that'll reshape AEW and the professional wrestling world. Okay. Rumors is one of two names. Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Yes, because I read somewhere that CM Punk is talking about a return to wrestling. Yes. Yes. And I'm I mean, it's only 7.19, so I have plenty of time to finish the show here. Yep. Uh, get back to my room, go up the hall, get my evening snack and my, you know, ice for my drink. And at 8 o'clock, I will be watching AEW Dynamite. And that's on, um, and that's on what channel? TNT. Okay, I don't get it, so. Unless I can see it on the other site. Which I'll, which, I'll tu- which I'll tune into, and I will definitely... Yes, folks, you're hearing it here first. Mr. Trivia will be watching an episode of AEW. Um, You'll be asleep by 823. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. You never know. But that announcement will be coming tonight, correct? All and right. They so. said there was a huge announcement. They they um, promoted it last last Wednesday. Now, Dave time. Now, oh, I guess that you're uh, gonna watch an AEW show. I'm only gonna watch until the announcement. Then I'll turn it off. So if they have the announcement first, that's all I'll see. I don't think they'd open it up, but would. Who, who would you be more surprised to see if it was, CM Punk or Daniel Bryan? And I think I know the answer to that. At this point, CM Punk. Oh, okay. So regardless of where any... I, I, think, I, I think Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle again. I didn't think we'd ever see CM Punk wrestle again. Anywhere. Well, I mean, we, haven't heard, it, we haven't heard anything more from him. We haven't heard anything more from him in MMA or UFC or whatever. I mean, oh. CM Punk. Well, yeah, he had two fights. One he lost and one was no contest. Right. So, I mean, if he comes back to wrestle and then he comes back to AEW, then that'll be a big shot in the arm for them. But how good is he going to be? Is there a lot of ring rust? I mean, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm sure that they still work out and they you know, hit the ropes and everything, but it's a lot different when there's competition in the ring. Right. And and as as we've seen, um, you can be a a very good wrestler and be in the ring with a bad wrestler, and it doesn't always work out well for you. Right. Um, 
the issue with Goldberg was, I mean, nothing against Undertaker, but he was wrestling against a worn-down Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't look, I mean, he didn't look good against Drew McIntyre, but at least he looked a little better against McIntyre than he did uh, against The Undertaker. Right. That's a good. That's a good question, Tony. Does CM Punk own the rights to his name? That's interesting. I don't know. Didn't CM Punk anywhere and everywhere outside of WWE? Right. So I'm. I'm pretty sure he he does because we haven't we haven't seen anything of Phil of uh, Philip Jack Brooks. It's always been CM Punk. So I'm pretty sure he does. Well, what was your overall grade for NXT? Because to me, it seems like they're, they've dropped the ball twice. A C to C plus. Yeah. And, I mean, they got to start picking up again. I, I don't know what your thoughts were on the carrying cross situation at the end of the show. I mean, I liked it. I mean, it, it showed... You know, you don't mess with them. Right. And I think what it's going to lead to is I. It's pointing only, in my opinion, in one direction. Samoa Joe's been clear to wrestle. Yeah. And what I think it'll be is I think they'll go with the storyline that he's not clear to wrestle. And it'll be another unsanctioned match, you know, like they had with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Right. Or like they had with Gargano and Champion empty arena where, you know, anything can go. Yep. Um, but I think maybe he's finally been cleared to compete in the ring. Okay. Yeah, and but why but why make Karrion Cross that vicious and then have him lose to Jeff Hardy? I mean, that just made no sense. There's four, I will, I'll say five words I can sum it up in. Triple H versus Vince McMahon. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, Bill. That's DJ's uncle who's tuning in to watch us now. Triple H versus Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon probably says no. Triple H says yes. And Yep. I mean, NXT is, it's not just, you know, like when, you know, Shane McMahon um, was the uh, general manager and Stephanie McMahon was general manager. No, you were just, just puppets with his hands up your ass making him out move. Right. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, that's NXT. This McMahon is still Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Bill, but it's not all me. It's Greg as well. And, uh, you know, like I tell everybody on the show, I tell everybody, you know, when we're not doing the show, he is the most integral part of this show, and there wouldn't be a show without without the Nugster. So I'm just glad that, uh, you know, we're still, we're at our 372nd show right now. So thank you, thank you for saying that. The, the check's in the mail. <laughs> and, and a lot more to come. So, 
<clears throat> yeah, but I mean, NXT, they just, I don't know, to me, they just seemed blah the last two weeks. I mean, they had the Great American Bash, which was amazing. Yep. Um, next week, they have a, uh, a couple matches that I'm looking forward to. Um, one is Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan versus um, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. That's going to be a war. That's been announced for next week. And then, uh, oh, who is it that's... That's going to be a war. Somebody's taking on Adam Cole, and I can't remember now. O'Reilly? No, no. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Oh, um, Bronson Reed. Okay. So those are, you know, two matches that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Definitely. And that that Tommaso Ciampa Timothy Thatcher tag team match is going to be a war. Yes, yes it will. Be. I mean, you got four of the toughest son of a bitches in NXT, or maybe in all of wrestling, going at it with each other. We're going to see more with the Samoa Joe Karrion Cross saga. So yes, obviously. So anyway, yeah. So I mean, this is a okay question for you both. What would your what was that? AEW, AEW versus WWE Dream Match B. I can't answer that. First time I've seen AEW, so I really.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.